Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Everybody and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. That's your co-host Sydney McElroy. I was trying to do a thing where it's the, it's her binocula T-shirt, isn't it? <laughs> Dang it. Uh, and I'm Justin McElroy, whatever. <laughs> Stop. It's fine. I know where I stand. It's fine. It's fine. I know where I stand. Hello, Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for saying my name, just in, just in case I forgot it. Or <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, we go on... Uh, uh, we have played shows all over this beautiful country of ours. And uh, the, we're returning to Nashville. We played here in 2017. And um, we're in a car driving over to the uh, Adventure Science Center. Is that the... <laughs> formerly the Cumberland Science Museum? Yes, when I was we've a small also boy, been to science museums all over this We go to nation. science museums all over the... <laughs> science museums are aquarium because we have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And as we're, pull, as we're pulling up to the venue, the Adventure Science Museum, we both look at it and say, oh, wait a minute, we've been here before. <laughs> we had literally, we've been to so many science museums and aquariums, but I gotta say, folks, it's a great one. It really is. It's a, the I finest, finest in this great land of ours. Uh, so whenever we go on the road and do a live show, we like to talk about topics that relate to where we are and then the area we're in. And I wanna talk to you, this theater is so beautiful. I'm, I'm distracted by... Yeah. It's intimidating. It's, so, it's very church-like. Mm-hmm. Mother Church, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel the like I need of American to... music. I mean, it's the birthplace of American music, basically. I know. I feel like I need birthplace to go... Birthplace of country music, birthplace of Bucharest. ...to confession or something. It's a little intimidating. Why don't you confess what the episode's about? <laughs> Good one. It's kind of, yeah. I'm just going to segue. Uh, I want to talk about the Chattanooga Medicine Company. Now, I have a reason... <laughs> I know I'm in Nashville. I was worried as I put this episode together, I was like, there's not some weird rivalry that I don't know about, right? Okay, that was mixed, thank you. Okay. <laughs> the reason I wanna talk about the history of the Chattanooga Medicine Company, because it, it was one of many medicine companies that, that kind of sprung up through the late 1800s that sold what we would probably call fake medicine, 
now, <laughs> patent medicines, medicines that may or may not have worked but were marketed well. But the, the tie-in, the reason that I think it's appropriate is that the Chattanooga Medicine Company uh, did what a lot of companies at the time started to realize was a, was a good thing to do and put on medicine shows. And this extended well into the mid-1900s, into the 1960s even, and one of the shows that they sponsored was the Porter Wagner Show. So you could watch the show and watch Porter Wagoner or Dolly Parton sing, sing songs about laxatives. And so <laughs> I thought this was the perfect tie-in. Perfect. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Agreed. So when, <laughs> when did it start? Well, the, the, I don't know. No, I'm going to tell you. Oh, it's rhetorical. Okay. It dates back to February 21st, 1879. It's my mom's birthday, not 1879. Don't. You actually didn't say that fast enough. Don't it tell her to be I said that. In the same syllable to keep you out of trouble. She's gonna be mad. Um, Zebulon Carter Patton was the founder of the company, and basically, he he had been. He's from Illinois originally, and he came. Well, he came down south. Hold on, it's sawbones, folks. He came down south during the Civil War as part of the Union Army. <laughs> the, good, the good guys. The good guys. Sorry. I know there's mixed reactions here. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> well, I know, but the thing is, like, he came down south and as, because of the Civil War, and then he stayed, and I think, I have a friend who's from Atlanta, and whenever I start to tell a story like this, she goes, huh carpet baggers <laughs> so I think that <laughs> it's 2019 why do you have, even have a bag full of carpets it's 2019 go to a store it's, it makes no sense what is it we said yesterday so what, one of you it was you or Taylor said well that's, that's the whole ball of wax and we stopped for a second we're like why is there a ball of wax what is <laughs> where's that? this yeah. ball from I don't have any balls of wax uh, so anyway, so Mr. Patton comes down south, decides he wants to stay. He likes Chattanooga. He wants to stay there. He wants to set up a company, and he gets uh, th four of his buddies, and they, they, they all become very prominent businessmen in the Chattanooga community for, like, decades to come. But the first thing they start is this Chattanooga Medicine Company. And at first, it's a very humble operation. It's like, it's this little two-story building, and they just have a couple of employees. And, and their initial goal is, we need to get a couple medicines that we can start selling right away that will be really big, and we can market really well. They don't want to have a long list of products. Just like, let's start with ones we can really push. And so the first thing they go for is a laxative, because those are very popular. <laughs> Laxatives throughout history are popular because you know they're working. It's one of the very few things where it's like, oh yeah, that one works. None of our medicines work, but laxatives, they work. The proof is, as I say, in the pudding. You can't hurt me, Nashville. 
right, you're just done now, I'm right? Done. Like, you're done. You're like, I'm done. That felt so Proof's good. in the pudding. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my Cabernet Sauvignon over here and reflect on the great thing I said out loud. <laughs> Oaky. Is it really oaky, or did you just say oaky? How would I know? You don't I would have, have no way. <laughs> this, is the, this is the 28th glass of wine I've ever drank. I have no idea if it's oaky or not. Uh, so they start with what they, what they called Thedford's Black Draft. <laughs> A good name, indeed. <laughs> Uh, Black Draft was named for a drink... <laughs> that great Kurt Russell movie we all love. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought I was done, folks, but I'm, I'm full of them tonight. Keep going. That's actually all. Go ahead, Sid, sorry. Uh, no, that's the whole point of the show. You should keep doing Oh, okay, that. I'll keep doing them. Dang, pressure's on me still. All right. So... So it was named for a drink that sailors would commonly have when they were on ship for long periods of time because a sailor's diet largely consisted of like a lot of salted meats, which is not so great for keeping things regular. And so there was some sort of drink that had like a black powder sprinkled in it and it was, sailors would call it black draft and you would drink it every night before bed to make sure that, you know, the next morning things would... You, you sit know. on the side of the boat and Move. do your thing. <laughs> that can't be right. No, no, no. It was, it, we all know where they went on a ship. The poop deck. No. I will not allow that. So anyway, so they take this, this laxative, which was, it was used senna, which is a laxative. So it, I mean, I, I'm certain that it worked making people poop. It it probably did just that for most of the people who used it. So they started marketing Thedford's Black Draft, and it was very popular, and that, that took off pretty quickly. The second medicine that they introduced was called, in 1880, was called Wine of Cardui. And they later added, I love this, I need this. Sometimes I'll find something and I'll think, I want this merch to exist so I can own it. It's Dr. McElree's. Not McElroy. Close. But so close. Dr. McElroy's Wine of Cardui, which was a product for, you know, female problems. <laughs> Just any of them. <laughs> which a lot of, I mean, they said it was anything related to menstrual relief. Just all parts of that that might bother you if you are a menstruating person, whatever it is, just take this, it's fine. The story behind it, because when you, when you f- listen to the stories behind these old patent medicines, there's always like, a, like, well, sit down, kids, let me tell you the tale of wine of Cardui. There was a Mrs. Frances Smith, <laughs> this is the story, who observed that there was uh, someone in her, in her town who was suffering from great menstrual pains. And she observed a member of the Cherokee Nation uh, give this young woman some leaves and all of her menstrual pains were gone. And she thought, hmm, well that's really interesting. And her husband, I guess we'll call him Mr. Mrs. Smith. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Mr. Smith went and said, can we get some of those leaves maybe? Um, 
apparently he didn't want to sell them because that's where you think he's like, oh, he's going to sell these. But he doesn't. He just saves them and gives them to their granddaughter. This is a a cool cat. Uh Mrs. McElroy, who then keeps them in a trunk for some period of time. And then at some point, her her husband, it's always the husband. It's got to be the husband, right? And then her husband's like, you know, we should plant those seeds and see what happens. So then he plants the seeds and he grows it. And lo and behold, it's a medicine that is great for everything related to menstrual problems. And then I guess he gets to be called doctor because of that. It's never clear why Mr. McElroy becomes Dr. McElroy at this moment in the story. But then he does. And he sells the recipe. So recipe, formula, whatever, in 1882 to the Chattanooga Medicine Company. And so now they have Dr. McElroy's wine of Cardui. And in order to make sure that they had a good reputation, the company wanted to make sure we're going to start selling this new medicine and we want everybody to feel like, ooh, this, the, the Chattanooga Medicine Company, their, their products work. They had a guarantee. We're going to send you all of this product, and if you are not fully satisfied with your results, we'll refund all of your money. So they sent out like 7,000 bottles of wine of Cardui in their first shipment. I mean, tons of this stuff to people all over who were suffering from anything related to menstruation. Literally any time of the month, (laughs) not just before periods, during periods, after periods, when you think about periods, (laughs) if you can have children, can't have children, any of it, it was good for. So, I mean, anything. Ba- pain in the back, in the hips, in your butt, in your stomach, in your legs. They marketed it for all of that. It will work for any of it. And it was a huge success. People loved wine of Cardui. So much so that they had all of these testimonies. And that was often how you would sell these patent medicines back in the day. Because even as we move into the early 1900s, you start to see laws being passed that say like, hey, you can't sell a medicine and lie about what it does. <laughs> and what's in it. And what's in it, that's bad. You need to tell the truth, but you can print whatever testimonials you want. There's no, there, that was no problem. That was like a legal loophole. So instead of saying, here's what our medicine does, they would say, we could tell you what Wine of Cardui can do for you but why don't we let all of our satisfied customers? The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life 
and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or cleanup get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week you're going to get exactly what you want no surprises here uh and the meals i can say are delicious so what do you got to lose head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones 50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off. And so I found tons of ads for Wine of Cardui that were marketed mainly aiming at women, again, with any kind of menstrual-related issues. But they would say, this is, this is my favorite, woman's modesty and ignorance of danger often cause her to endure pains and suffer torture. <laughs> if you're not a woman, I would encourage you at this point to remain perfectly still. <laughs> you may be tempted to laugh. You may be tempted <laughs> to react in any way. I would encourage you, please, stay perfectly still. So introducing Dr. McElroy's wine of Car not McElroy, wine of Cardu. I did not make this. Uh, it's a harmless bitter wine without intoxicating qualities, which is cool since it's 19% alcohol. <laughs> I would have thought otherwise. <laughs> It can relieve pain, correct derangements, quiet can nervousness. Can you imagine drinking, <laughs> drinking this stuff and, and someone's like, uh, hey, Mrs. Peterson, you're drunk? She said, no, that's impossible. No, I'm not. I'm not drunk. It's, look at it, not intoxicating. It had a... It's a carbon monoxide leak. <laughs> Which, so. again, couched in the time, as we start to move into, like, temperance and prohibition era, it was not uncommon to find a medicine 
that was really just alcohol with some herbs in it that you could call a medicine so you could legally purchase it and drink wine, you know. But there were, there were herbs. There were other things. There was, there was blessed thistle and golden seal and, and some other ingredients, but I think the alcohol was the, that was the, probably the prominent effect. Um, and it was, it was extremely popular. They sold calendars and almanacs and song books. About the great period wine? Well, they were just like songs of the day. And then like on one page you'd have, here's a very popular like gospel tune. And on the other page, like here's an ad about my period. (laughs) All right. There was one, like I have examples. There was the music for a popular song, Rock Me to Sleep Mother. That's nice. That's pleasant. And, and next to that was a big testimonial from Mrs. C.M. Ladd, who said, I take pleasure in telling you and afflicted women that I owe my life, my health, and my happiness to wine of Cardui. And she said, after my marriage, my health broke. Fair. She went to many physicians. No one could fix it. But then she got wine of Cardui. And she felt so much better. She owes it all to wine. Thanks, wine. Of Cardui. Uh, There are others that are very, they had very explicit uh, descriptions of their symptoms. There was one, uh, Mrs. Grace Brown, who said, I could hardly walk from one room to the other without my womb coming down. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. But then she started taking wine of Cardui. And she doesn't say that her womb doesn't fall down after that. I think she just doesn't care. I feel great. I'm like, what's your problem? Uh, and, then, and then one of my favorite, Miss Martha Dingus of... of Martha already had the, the deck stacked against her. She, she put, her testimony was published in, they had all these ladies, ladies birthday almanacs. Which I was thinking, like, what, a birthday almanac? Like, birthdays of, and they do. They have, like, famous birthdays. They have all the holidays, which I guess it's good to have a it book. It was before Google, people. <laughs> a book with all the holidays. And then they have a lot of, like, astrology. They have, like, a lot of zodiac signs and, like, what, where, like, the moon will be, like, nativity charts, mm-hmm. different days of the month, that kind of thing. Um, and then they would have, like, weather reports, like an, like an almanac, like weather reports. And then they would also have a bunch of ads for whatever patent medicines had, you know, sponsored the almanac, whoever was selling it. And so in the Ladies' Birthday Almanac in 1909, Miss Martha Dingus says, I feel it my duty to inform you what Cardui has done for me. I was a noted invalid for 20 years. <laughs> a noted invalid. <laughs> One of the very popular ones. But then four months ago, she commenced to take wine of Cardui, and now she's great. 
It's that easy. It's that easy. Thanks, wine. <laughs> Did it again. Now, the problem that a lot of these patent medicine companies started to run up against as we move into, this is 1916 when this occurs, and this is about the time when you start to see the FDA is formed and the Pure Food and Drug Act is passed, and the, the government kind of says, listen, we know, we know what you're doing. <laughs> we get and we the love testimony. it. We're wild about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're the government. We're going to do a lot of whack stuff yeah. in the next ever. So we're... <laughs> We're not against it, but we got to look good. So for appearances, we're going to pass some laws that say, you really got to stop this. We know you're lying. We know this doesn't work. And we also know you're using the testimonials. So at that point, the Chattanooga Medicine Company, along with a lot of other patent medicine companies, gets in trouble and ends up in court with the American Medical Association. The AMA takes them to court, which the AMA was doing with a lot of different patent medicine sales companies at that point, taking them on and saying, like, listen, we're doctors. <laughs> we know this is not real. You can't sell fun medicine anymore. <laughs> Only boring medicine that fixes stuff. That really is what happened. <laughs> we know this medicine is just alcohol. Stop it. Oh. This is cocaine and pixie sticks mixed up in beer. It said it treats arthritis. You've done a very bad job. Take this medicine off the market. I have to imagine there was some like backroom conversation where they were like, we know, we know, but like we can't buy beer. Yeah. So beer's illegal. Just, just let it. Just, well, not yet, but almost. But anyway, they, they were taken to court, and they said, look, this is a fraud. What they're saying is, is deceitful. They're lying. They're misleading the public. And it, and it was this huge trial. And then in the midst of this, at one point, the court is, is briefly adjourned for, I don't know, whatever court's adjourned for briefly, before it recommences. And the company owner at the time, who was the nephew of uh, Patton, the original uh, Zebulon Patton, uh, John Patton, he has taken over the company, and he, while they're in... Um, while they are adjourned briefly, he starts having this horrible stomach pain, is rushed to the hospital, and ends up in surgery, and then dies. And so this throws the whole thing into a tizzy, and nobody knows, like, what's going to happen with this court case? Like, the owner of the company has just died, and the AMA's still mad, and, I mean, they did still lie, and they're still selling this stuff. And what ends up happening is the whole thing, they, they declare the Chattanooga Medicine Company the winners of the suit at the end of it, but their damages that they get are one cent. So it was kind of like this draw at the end of the day. Like they, they have been lying, they've been misleading people. Yeah, well, we don't think that, but at the same time, we know what they're doing is wrong, so you get a penny. But, but also that guy did die, so maybe what they did wasn't so bad if you think about it. So they keep selling their medicine. Yay! Chuck went up for the good guys. So nothing stops them at that point, even though the, the AMA is still issuing statements like, we still think it's bad to sell medicine that's mostly alcohol. Everybody else is like, we don't, we're fine with Can't it. Can't try them twice, that's double jeopardy. I know the law. I know my rights. We don't. That's why I'm drinking wine of Cardui to this day. 
So they continue to sell these products. They start to roll out more products uh, to, to increase you know, their profits, to address more problems. In 1935, they develop, there's a doctor, an actual doctor, <laughs> does develop a medicine. <laughs> Dr. Irvine Grote makes a medicine that was called menthicol. And it was something that you were supposed to put on like sore muscles, kind of like an icy hot kind of thing. Except it's totally unpopular. Nobody wants to buy menthicol. So they rename it Soltis, and it becomes hugely popular, which I don't understand. No. But for whatever reason, Soltis becomes hugely popular, and so they start marketing a lot of different, like, creams and balms that you can rub on your sore muscles, and they make a ton of money that way. Uh, they continue to expand, and during World War II, they actually uh, make K rations, for, or rations for people, K rations. And so they're, like... The government, like, hails them, like, ah, oh, they're, they're patriots. And so, like, now they're on the good side. And everybody's like, hey, it's fine. Keep selling your, your laxatives and your wine of Cardui. No problem. And that's when, in 1960, they start thinking big. So the Chattanooga Medicine Company says, you know, it's great to hawk these products in our, in our you know, magazines and our almanacs and our calendars. They're still selling all this stuff. But now there's television, and we could probably reach a lot more people and sell a lot more stuff if we could sell our products on television. So they actually start the Chattanooga Medicine Company Network, the CMC Network, <laughs> to sell their products on TV. And that is when they start what was initially called the Black Draft Soltis Porter Wagoner Show. <laughs> Just trips off the tongue. <laughs> It, the, the direct TV cuts it off right after Black Draft. That's on a, if you look for it today, just search for Black Draft because the whole title isn't on there. You can find, it's actually, it's really interesting. So I, of course, as I start reading about this, I'm like, well, I got to find this. It's hard to find the original season of the, like these started airing in 1961. And to find episodes on YouTube from, from 1961, it's hard. We didn't preserve anything back then. I mean, there's episodes no. of Doctor Who that have been lost to, to time because we didn't archive them. There's not a Doctor joke Who. there. It's just <laughs> true. You'll never see all of Doctor Who because there's a lot from the, whatever, you don't care. Whatever, just do your medicine thing. You're being a real bummer right now. I'm just saying, if you want to see all William Hartnell's Doctor Who episodes, they're not archived. They're lost of time and memorial. Preserving media is important. So I went in search. I, I said, I gotta find, because I kept reading these accounts of Porter Wagoner and Dolly Parton selling black draft laxative. And I thought... I have to be able to find this. And I found, I found a clip of Dolly Parton selling black draft, black draft laxative. And Paul, would you mind playing us some Dolly Parton, please? You gotta listen, this is so good. Smile from the inside out. Smile from the inside out. Black draft makes you Smile from the inside out. Ain't that beautiful? You know what that's about? A laxative. Really, black drought is a laxative. 
But anyhow, oh, it sang it so beautiful. They tried to make it sound pretty, and it sold a lot of products and it kept us on the air. Also, there was something else we sold, I sold, from the Chattanooga Medicine Company that sponsored the show. And I tell you, I was so embarrassed. I thought that I would die. I would dread it all week long having to do the show because I had to stand up, hold this box of cardua, which is for that woman's time of the month, Water retention, swelling, bloat, you know, all that stuff. Well, it was a good product. Oh, I just would rather died than to have done that. But we had to do it. you got to make your living. I'm not so shy anymore. And thanks to the Chattanooga Medicine Company and Porter, I wrote this particular song because I think it's about time somebody wrote it. Thank you, so, Dr. Martin. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> It, she really makes that laxative sound beautiful. It's a beautiful it really, laxative. I mean, it does. Uh, the cool thing at the, the end of the Chattanooga Medicine Company story is the that... The cool thing. The cool thing is that later it would become known as Chatham, Inc., which is still around today. They're still making medicines in Chattanooga today, so they're still a medicine company. They're not selling Black Draft, as far as I know, they're not selling wine of Cardui. Um, I know. But they're selling stuff like, you know, Asper Cream and Selsun Blue and Gold Bond, Icy Hot, Unisom, Allegra. Lots of stuff you probably use. So, like, real medicines now. So, it's, a, it's like a happy end to the story. Is it? That's a funny way of looking at it. So, for you, a happy story is one in which... A bunch of con men dig up some weird leaves out of a lady's trunk and then plant them and mix them with booze and sell them to ladies for like a thousand years. And then they sell pirate laxatives to people that, and they sell those for a long, long time. And then a guy beefs it (laughs) mid-trial and everyone's so sad that that they give him a penny and let him keep doing crimes for like a thousand years, and then later they make, later they get to make a bajillion dollars selling old people creams, and you feel like, very happy story, very good narrative, another Sawbones well done. Just so I sort of understand what constitutes a happy ending for you. I mean, you, you know what we do here. It's all relative. That is a happy ending <laughs> for happy Sawbones. Ending. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed yourself. Such an honor to be here. Thank you to Paul. Uh, thank you to the great staff here at the Ryman. We've got um, uh, a book. It's called Sawbones, the book, or the Sawbones book, That's actually. Yeah, the Sawbones It's book. on Amazon. You can buy it there. Thank you, the taxpayers, for the use of our song, Medicines, as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, there will now be a brief intermission. We encourage you to go buy a bunch of things in the lobby, uh, but uh, that is going to do it for us. So, uh, as always, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Until next time, don't drill a hole in your head.
Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.